Hello and welcome to The Worst Show on Earth, a podcast where my friends and I try and watch the crappiest TV shows in history in an effort to discover which is truly the absolute worst. I'm Matt Murphy and I've played several video games. Uh, I'm Rachel Bieber and I've played some video games? I'm Alex Humphrey, and I've played numerous video games and watched numerous more. I am Tachi. I have casually played some video games. I am qualified. And we just watched a new show. A new... It's... Okay, let's be fair. It's new to us. Yes. Uh, This is a new series to us called Game Over. And normally at this juncture, we would have Tachi read something from the internet to illuminate us as to the basic premise of the the show. But this show has no real record online except for the YouTube files that we watched. And uh, I would like to read my my one note that I wrote during the, what is it, the opening of the show? Yes. Uh, I wrote... Real lives of game, of video game characters, question mark. And that one note is indicative of the show. It is a one note show. So the show is a 2004 computer animated show uh, about the lives of video game characters, like after the game over screen. Um, You might think this means it's like kind of like a reboot. Or something about video game characters. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. That's a good example, you know. And and Wreck-It Ralph is the perfect thing to compare this to. Yes. It's very similar to Wreck-It Ralph in that it's about video games, but completely dissimilar in that it has no idea what a video game is. Or what the characters would be like outside of their video game lives. Oh my god. In the opening, the there's a narration during the opening uh, theme or the opening credits and it says, Do you ever wonder what happens after the game ends? To which we all said, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I was in agreement. I'm like, no, I, I don't need this. They I all- mean, it would be kind of funny. If it were well executed, if like any of the something like characters Wreck It Ralph, yeah, like if it were Wreck It Ralph, which was a great movie. Mm. The idea is they just go about their uh, domestic lives, so that it's just sort of an any cartoon type premise. So, Except it's not well executed, miserably executed. Oh. So the, got, the voice acting is brilliant. It, it's got a great voice yes. cast. It's got Patrick Warburton. It's got um, Rachel Lang, Dratch. Rachel Dratch. E.G. Daly. E.G. Daly. So and the Lucy Liu. The voice cast is the only thing this show has going for it. Because uh, visually, it looks worse than Reboot. It looks like garbage. It does look worse than Reboot. It looks worse than a 2004 video game outside of a cutscene. Like, it's terrible. I was visibly upset whenever they did a close-up of a face. Oh, because the faces are horrifying. The faces are horrifying. They're just these blocky, polygonal things with weirdly human eyes. We are all capable of letting bad animation slide if the if the stories and the writing were okay, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I could have mm. forgiven it, though admittedly the art direction on the show is shockingly uninspired. Oh, God. 2004 is the year? 
Yes, two thousand. Still no excuse, right? Like that was the year I graduated from graduate school. Ooh. Ooh. Like were you well animated then? Oh, very well animated. <laughs> I still had the nickname of Toon. <laughs> so Cleopatra twenty five twenty five also had no budget. But sort of worked with that but that lack of budget to give it like a cool look. I mean, did they have no budget or did they spend it all on snake head, man? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend they had no budget because it's terrible. Um <laughs> And yet, still my favorite show of all the shows we've watched. Oh, yeah. Unquestionably, mm. of all the shows yep. we've watched, Cleopatra remains the top no contenders. Should we try to explain the stories? We should explain the characters yes. first. Oh, yes. The so, Smash and Burns. Yes. Yeah, so, the first episode is called, is entitled Meet the Smash and Burns. And that is our eponymous, not eponymous, that's our protagonist video game family. And it should have been the Crash and Burns. It should have been the Crash and Burns. That's yeah. yes, that's what I was saying because that's at least a thing. And, and it also would make sense because of the dad's job. Yes, the dad is a race car driver. And let me tell you, it wasn't like the first scene that I realized what I was watching had no idea what a video game was. Mm. When like we open on the dad Rick Crash and Burn. Rip, 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 Crash and Burn. Smash, Smash and, burn. and Burn. Again, my brain can't Crash and Burn's better. Um, he's driving in, like, so it's a race car. He's in a racing game. And he, like, gets hit by a car and he swerves off and the car explodes and he's flung out. Now, you're in a video game. What do you do? This is a respawn pun. Where the audience is like, oh no, is he fine? And he just goes bloops back onto the road. But mm. no, he's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Cool. It's a wreck. I guess I'm out of this race. Like, no racing game ever works. Mm. I found it to be really lacks with its own rules like it it's has rules. It, it well it said at the beginning when the opening narration says like have you ever wondered what happens when the game is over so you think that there's going to be like an on off switch thing where like when they're on they're at work or but when they're off they're regular joes regular joes but it just seems like they just go to work Whenever they need to. Is yeah. someone playing them? That would have been yeah. funnier if they were like, you know. Oh like, crap, Sally just turned the game on. Oh gotta yeah, go. oh gotta yep. go, yeah. Uh, and then go be in the game controlled by somebody else. And then when the game is turned off, when the game is over, then they get back to their own lives and maybe wrestle with whatever happened during the game. But that would imply that the person who made, the people who made this show had ever played a video game. And that's just clearly not the case. Not since Pong. This show was made (laughs) by parents of teenagers who play video games. Yes. Because that's the entire, all the humor through it is, whoa, teenagers, so weird. And beep boop oh, noises. Oh, sorry. Right. That was uh, me mimicking how the show does transitions. Okay, the transitions are glorious. No, they they were they were so long, and they took up so much time. And but that... we got to see nunchucks slice up the screen, but not too many. It was just three. George Lucas dreams of being this indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, so, so we got Rip is the dad. He's in a racing game. Mom is Raquel. She's in like 
Temple Run, but she's, not. She's Lara Croft. Yeah, oh, yeah she's Lara. Lara Croft. Okay. Wait, but she's in a fighting game in the beginning. No, yeah. I think she's a, fighting a, a boss. A boss in a two D environment with life bars. Again, yes. you wouldn't. That's not. A, that's not a Tomb Raider game thing. This is out, outrageous. Outraging me because it's like they can't even get their video game references right. Right. When they bother to have a video game reference at all. Fro- uh, the Frogger I'm, one was kind of funny. It was funnier on Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that in this episode. Oh God! You're so they, welcome. They have two kids, Alice and Billy. And you ask us what games are Alice and Billy in? None. They're not. But none of the kids are. See, when they grow, it, this is explained when uh, in the second episode. The second episode. When yeah. Alice has to take her CATs, which I don't know what that stands for. It's like your they SATs. They never explained it. No. Yeah, they didn't explain it. Um, but it's your placement test for what kind of college Cur- or job you will have at the end. And uh, oh, oh, the career aptitude the, test. Oh, career aptitude test. Thank I'm you. I'm guessing. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> but and the she, video game pun. And she fails miserably. And so she's going to... Her career path is now person cheering on the sidelines yeah. and that's when i got up and took a phone call <laughs> and are also explaining what happened to us because we forgot um. oh so so clearly the kids in school are not yet in video games even though in the opening billy is clearly some sort of like bmx extreme racer i don't know i think he's just being a kid but he's like sort of good at it or good at being hurt and so he's so that's his aptitude. May well maybe, but he has not yet gotten a career. But then what's what is Alice even trying to do? Like Alice isn't involved in games whatsoever. Not she's yet. A she's in high school. Teen. She's a rebellious activist teen. She's the proto God. What's the daughter in American Dad? She's a the proto uh, oh, I don't remember daughter from American daughter. Dad. I've never watched American Dad. Oh, well, this was American Dad before it was American Dad. Family Except Guy. American Dad was... No. <laughs> no. Was a... These characters are more correlated to American Dad than they are to Family Guy. Except I would compare this uh, pilot to the Simpsons pilots. Yes. Because both shows started with Let's Get a Pet. Yep. Yeah, episode Which one. brings us to the pet. That was the first episode? Yeah. yeah, it started with getting Santa's little helper. That was how The Simpsons started. Yeah. Uh, this started with, let's get a pet, and they get Turbo. Turbo, played oh, by God. Artie Lange, who is Lange. sort of this, a oh, Lang. Yeah. And he's this giant purple bulldog with, with a mohawk? I don't know With a little on. bit of... Bunny. Who, who walks around with a cigar in his mouth. All at all times. So I don't know what he is. is He's he a like cross a... between Brian from Family Guy and the alien from American Dad. And Artie Lang in real life. Yeah. <laughs> he is crass, racist, sexist. He he's he's an awful character. Was he racist? Probably. I mean the, the let's Let's talk about the Japanese character in episode two. Okay, we're on episode two already. Basically... Oh, God, it's so hard to talk about this show. It well, is hard. My brain won't lock down a section of right. it. Right. 
All right, so you know, Ariel, let me sum it up. You know how in the first Simpsons you're like, no, keep Santa's little helper. In this one, you're like, no, get rid of Turbo, get but they don't. And they try. They, they try. take him to a garbage, a, a radioactive garbage dump and leave him for mutants to kill. But the son, and we need to talk about the son for a minute because both of the children are irritating. But the son is intolerable. He is in a hip hop phase and they did a low hanging pants joke. Which was literally him taking off his pants. Which, when they were, when at first he goes, Well, he looks like he's just taking off his pants. It's kind of funny because it's an exaggerated dad reference. And then he takes off his pants. He literally takes off his pants and starts walking around and trips on his underwear. That's the other problem with the show. It's got a ton of lousy slapstick that doesn't land because one, it's terribly timed, and two, the 3D models are mm. not funny. Ever. Oh god, they're so gross. Look, I just see the kid. When I close my eyes, I see Billy, and it's it's just <laughs> burned into my skull. I hate it. But, but Billy talks in nothing but random screamed references. Not even references. Catchphrases. Catchphrases yeah. that no one uses. It again, it's a show written by parents of these kids. Mm. Who are like, because the entire point of the show is like, boy, parenthood's hard. Teenagers are wrong, but the parents will set them straight. Mm. Well, I do have some good news, everybody. We have successfully summarized episode one. Yeah. Oh my God, we did it? We did. Because they they try to abandon him and then they don't. And that's the end. They're a family now. Okay, so how did episode two end? Because. All right, well, let's get to. Wait, wait. Didn't episode one have the, the date subplot and the. They, no, episode two. You talking well, about Billy and Suki? Episode one did have the um, Alice wanting to go on a date, and she's the older sibling. Oh, that's oh, a very yeah. important thing to establish. She wanted to go on a date, but first she wanted her mom to take her to the mall to go bra shopping. Very reasonable. And yeah, totally reasonable. And then when her dad ends up being the one to take her to the mall, um, and because the mom went searching for a emerald monkey in (laughs) some cave instead of shopping with her daughter and the father forbids her from having a date and then on the second episode the son is a-okay he can have a date yeah but he's he's three years younger yes who is very visibly younger than the daughter it's a decidedly sexist show it that was you can tell it was sexist i think when you look at the mother and you notice that she's always wearing a thong, like like uh, there's oh, yeah, something you can about see her thong. You can her see pants. her thong through her pants, and not only that, when the when the pet drills into the wall into her shower, and you oh, see her whole butt. Oh, I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot. It's really awful. It was so. The show is incredibly sexist. Every single episode had. We watched three episodes. Every single one had a sexist plot. Like, not a sexist character or a sexist part, but a whole plot line that was sexist. All right, so episode two had a couple plot lines. It had Billy going on a date with Suki. The Japanese anime girl. Oh boy, that hurt. All right, so remember when we watched Cop Rock and we were like, sing, 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 sing. Uh, This episode had us saying, don't sing. Because there is a musical number. Oh my god. Uh, Half of it was rapped. Oh, it was rap. Well, it, it was R&B. Mm. Billy started as hip-hop, and then Suki chimes in with some Japanese 
would, would it, it was this even J-pop? Uh, she it, she it was Japanese rapping, and it was clearly sung by someone who like speaks Japanese but mm-hmm. doesn't speak Japanese fluently enough to sing it, and oh. and can't sing very well, and can't sing very well because she was doing the most exaggerated, kind of offensive anime girl voice. Mm. Like Which maybe she, was she the point. talked like a racist character should talk. Like a character who's a, a racist stereotype. That's how she talked. And that's how their Kung Fu neighbors talk too. I at the Kung Fu neighbors. The Kung Fu neighbors I thought were like the best part. The Kung Fu neighbors The Kung Fu neighbor who's obsessed with council rules. Yes. The Kung Fu neighbors I think would work better if the rest of the show around them weren't shitty sexist and subtly racist mm. but the fact that it is you realize that this is not like this joke is being made at their expense mm. i i did like how that the the woman of the kung fu monks was named dark princess oh yeah i thought that was funny i, yeah. I thought that was cute that the show is not completely without humorous moments yes yeah. but they are fleeting yes well, listen, this was, I think, of the now four shows that we've watched, I think this is the quietest we've been, and it was the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most intentionally trying to be a comedy of all the shows, and we were quieter than we've ever been. Oh, it, it's terrible. One of the... Uh, you mentioned earlier the art direction is terrible. Appe- appalling. I have to say, I think that extends into just the sort of graphical presentation because the first thing i wrote down was like oh the raceway graphics are flat and terrible in that like you see the audience in the stands the raceway it's just a flat polygon with some like dirt on it yeah and then i'm like oh no wait all the graphics are terrible not just the raceway everything looks like this everything looks flat um Everything looks like... I mean, this show was made for for pennies, clearly. Okay, so... But give me a moment before oh, you go sure. on. Sure. Because we have done the audience a disservice by not describing Suki slightly more. <laughs> uh, so she's like a standard anime character as drawn by your mom. She's got blue hair and high pigtails. She wears a uh, Sailor Fuku, the uniform, mm. and flies by farting rainbows. The farting rainbows was a fun and bit. And that right? bit, that's one of the things that got me where I'm like, that's slightly clever. Uh, and she has like magic love powers and is like perfect. Yeah. Um, and this section of the rap she sings is basically just repeating, repeating cute boy over and over again. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Under any circumstances, yeah. Uh, anime girl flies like Beyond Cat. It's something. What were you going to say, Tachi? No, I was going to I was going to pose a question to those in the room that are gamers. How did video games look in 2004? Were they better than this? Was this about Some of them were. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a mixed bag. Yeah, I mean, different video game makers were figuring stuff out. I would say that I don't know that this would have looked good. I you know I was trying to remember what games were around and I realized they do make a Vice City reference in the first one. They do. So 
I don't know. I think that game had uh, more details going. We mentioned the bad details in the racing scenes. I think a game like Vice City uh, had, a, had a little more uh, detail going on. It had some nice depth and scale and background information going on. Also, let's be clear. Video games have to render everything in real time based on your actions. Mm. This is like a cutscene. And compared to cutscenes from 2004, this is flat garbage. Ah, I don't know. I don't agree. Thanks. Thanks, Tachi. Um, so what, what was even the plot of episode three? Well, episode two has... Oh, wait, can I... Sorry, before... Yeah, let's Yeah, let's we never finished episode, episode two. Yeah, oh my God, you're right. There's an entire other subplot in episode two. So episode two is Billy having a crush on Tsuki, bombing, and then getting good advice from his dad. And going is, on an approved date. And going on an approved date. With a Totoro reference. With a Totoro reference. Not a video game. But the A plot was Alice, the daughter, who, if we had to describe Alice, she's a willowy redhead who wears a school hoodie all the time. Yeah. And by school hoodie, I mean it literally just says the word school. It's camouflage, it's a hoodie, and it says school, and she wears it up, the hood on all the time. Yes. And I, I can't believe it took me that long to realize that her hoodie just read school. <laughs> but, uh, so... Did you realize that the race car is has flames on it and it says 451? Oh! Yeah, I, I realized that in the third episode. I realized it in the first episode, but I was already so bored I didn't want to say anything. Oh, Fahrenheit 451. That's a great video game. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I, th- I love that you only wrote one note, Rachel, because I had moments... When I was, because normally I try hard to take a lot of notes, and I was watching the show, like things happen, and I go, eh, that's not even worth my time. Yeah. It's so bad, <laughs> I'm not even writing it, because then I would have to expel energy. Could you tell me how this episode had ended? Uh, they broke into. So Alice oh. has to take her cats, her career aptitude test. Yeah, right. We, as we, got, you mentioned. we already did that, yeah. She purposefully fails it. Uh huh, she got a zero. She got a zero. And her mom's like, I can't believe you did that. I got a perfect score. Let's break into the vault of test scores to steal See, it. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I'm guessing that's what happened. That's yes. exactly what happened. All right. And so her mom and her go on a girl power kind of mission. Oh, that's kind of nice. Where she's sort of like fumbling, but ends up being sort of competent. And the mom is a kick-ass awesome lady the whole time. There's some booby traps. There's some booby traps. There's... Someone said that looks like a sex toy. Yeah, there there was oh, a whip. Yeah, the at anal bead whip. There was a whip that she had that Alice has to use at one point that does look like anal beads. Absolutely. And she gets them trapped around her own throat. Ugh. And again, on. what is that whip? Why does she have it? How does that have to do with her game? What is her game? Exactly. Where's the theme there? There's no there's nothing. It's so vapid. And then it's over. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, no. Suki uh does not Oh, uh, Billy proposes to Suki. Yes. And Suki's, what? Yeah, Billy proposes to Suki, and oh she God. says, "It's Godzilla season. We have to kill Godzilla many times." What? Yeah. <laughs> it's at this point that I wrote the note: things that aren't video games, and I attempted to try to list things that weren't video games. Yeah. Because easily half the video game jokes in this show are not about video games. Well, I think you're taking it from the wrong perspective. This is what happens when the video games are off. 
These are the lives of these video game characters. You're insisting on everything being video games when in fact the premise of the show is not everything is video games. It's what happens when the video game is over and what are the lives of these characters like when they're not in video games. So it's an excellent show. No, it's, it's still it's, poorly executed. It's like a scam. Where they're, <laughs> they're like promising you one thing and no. then they come out the other end. What, they're what? like, no. oh, we didn't promise you that. No, look no. At the fine work, look at the fine no. print. We I, didn't say we that. We don't need any fine print. We All we need is my one line description <laughs> from the opening of the show. Real lives of video game characters, question mark? You're right. And no, that's all if, it is. You're right. If the show made video game references, then these characters would be taking their work home with them. Yes. There you go. That's mm. how, that's the point of one of the episodes that she that the wife keep the first episode. There's a conflict where she keeps on going to work when she should be should be, should with, be her family. with her family, which is sexist again. Yeah, definitely sexist. So episode three, basic win. Basic win. Um, this is when I wrote the show is super sexist because mm-hmm. Rip is upset that he makes less money than. No, he's Raquel. less successful. Yeah, that too. And no, it started with a less money oh, thing. Yeah. I mean, oh, I wasn't. I was still on my phone call. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, okay. So it's his. He's a flawed character. Maybe he'll learn a lesson. Does he learn a lesson? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think he wins. What? He does win. His lesson is that he just need men just need to succeed harder so they're not outdone by their wife. What are you talking about? She's in the car with him helping him because I... the moral of the story is that they're a team and they should work together. They okay. do work together. They oh, cheat yeah. to win. They cheat that. to win they together. Cheat to win. They cheat to win. It's a positive show including a, a DOA volleyball game. Oh, that's right. This is the one with... So Alice has to go to gym class. And she refuses to wear a bikini to volleyball. Because she's playing with three volleyball characters who all they ever wear is tiny, tiny bikinis. And like that tiny snippet is a little funny. Like the fact that they literally never are never out of bathing suits is kind of funny. Yeah, that is funny. That's a video game reference. That's what the show is supposed to be. Are you sure? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be what happens when the video game is over. That is, <laughs> I like what's happening here, but we know the audience would tune in hoping for video game references. Yes. No one tuned into the show going, boy, oh boy, I hope they don't talk to you about video games too much. That's true. It's like, what happens I want the, when it's the like video watching... game is over? <laughs> oh dear. The it's title. Like, of, the title of the show is Game Over. It's like it's like you know Indiana Jones is a teacher. I would like to watch the movie where he just talks to his students. I would totally can... watch Harrison Ford talk to his students for an hour every week. Rachel's a librarian. She's not lying about this. <laughs> also, Harrison Ford is hot. I wouldn't say no. He's a little old. Um, Don't care. So in Alice's plot line. She speaks her mind to the volleyball girls and they kind of fall in with her as if she's a cult leader. She is the most consistent character because she protests her mom culturally appropriating like relics from other cultures. Yes. She protests her mom doing that, like actually has a picket line outside of a cave. Um, and she is talking to the girls about having self-respect 
and not wearing teensy beansy teeny weeny bikinis all the time. Mm. Their names were Tiffany, Amber, and Brandy. Boo! The third one should have been named Thiessen. Oh. Totally right. Yeah. Bila Booba. Billy also has a plot line in this one where he gets a participation trophy and thinks it's the best thing ever and becomes addicted to trophies. Yeah, he's a a trophy junkie. It's kind of a funny thing for a video game. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It's sort of, it's a comment that, it's a fun take on those kids that dad humor is like, those kids get trophies for everything. Yeah, but who's giving them those trophies? Yeah. So he gets hooked on trophies. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, we're, it's funny when we're saying it out loud. Yeah. But it is not funny at the no. moment. No, didn't laugh at all during the show. Well, except for the Frogger incident. Okay, Frogger that was... That was a funny one. It after. was, but I wish it had like, it was just randomly inserted. There's a little Frogger reference where he crosses the street and it cuts to a... A bird's eye frogger angle, but and the frog and frog literally says like, "Wow, he's good." That's because it's a transition. It's one of their transitions, and the transitions are awesome. Mm. Sometimes the the screen is cut up by shuriken. Other times, there's a bunch of boxes, and one of the character jumps on them. The transitions are boss. I love the transitions in this show. <laughs> They're your favorite part because it means a new hell's coming. No, it means I get about a second reprieve from watching this show. <laughs> and it's a name plot. Do we want to talk about the sports psychologist? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What's yeah. there to say about him except that he reminded me of Jim Cramer? Um, he is toxic masculinity embodied. And he shoots tennis balls at Rip's face. Because Rip goes to talk about how he feels inadequate compared to his wife. And the guy is like, you just have to win harder. <laughs> if, you, if you succeed at work you'll succeed in in the family which is really bad advice i'm um, not laughing because this was funny or that is funny i'm laughing at how not funny it is it's, it's staggeringly not fun so what we're not conveying here with the summary i think what we can't possibly convey is the absolute deluge of flat jokes that this show pours on you. Yeah. It is relentless. There is a joke every three seconds. Constant slapstick. Constant one-off references. Constant things the kids say. And none of it is funny. There's a ton of screen time given to Turbo, who we've barely talked about. That's right. Artie Lang. Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> also, so awful. Yeah. Also, the in the waiting room of the sports psychologist, there's a football player who keeps breaking things going, down, and I didn't know quite what they were going for. I now think they're going for concussion humor. Yeah, yeah. it was brain damage humor. It was brain damage humor. Wait, this, what was brain damage humor? There's a football player in the oh, waiting room, and he yeah. kept going, down and smashing things. And he didn't know why he was there, and it was because his wife sent him there, because he probably was doing that at home. Brain damage humor. Yes, this show punches down a it lot. Punches it punches at the floor. <laughs> so the sports psychologist, as we said, says win harder and gets him into the zone. And the next time he goes racing, he's actually doing really well. But that's when Raquel shows up. No, and... doesn't he get pulled over? No, no that was a different, a, a different episode. Oh different God! Episode. Yep. Yeah. They, see, they blur together because uh, they're the plot, all so bad. The Nothing are, happens. The plots are paper thin. Yeah, amidst all these horrible jokes, relentless bad jokes, 
And you just can't suss out when, which pun happens when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so do you know how I know that our brains are all mashed? Uh, we forgot to mention who sold Billy the trophy. Oh, oh my god. It was Kenny tro- the troll? Or... With, yes, the troll who had a mole. My, Mike, the troll with a mole, and Mike, the mole on the troll. What was it? Mike? Yeah, yes. I think Sam it was Mike. Mike. I was calling it a pimple, but you're right. It's a mole, because it's a troll with a mole. Yes. And they talk, and they own a trophy shop together. To be clear, the mole talks, and it comes out of nowhere. It sort of, like, kind of looked like a, um inverted nipple. Like, it was not... It was not a super appealing mole. Not that there are those. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut this for <laughs> sheer embarrassment. <laughs> You can't be more embarrassed than the people who made this show. Yeah, this was pretty bad. So, how did you stumble upon this? Well, there is this fancy list on Wikipedia, oh. uh, where, which is like shows reputed to be the worst, and I pulled a lot of my research, initial research from that list. This was on that list, and by golly, it deserves to be there. Um, so, to wrap up, basic win Raquel comes in and goes hey sorry I've been trying to coddle you hide my accomplishments I didn't want you to feel bad and he's like good did anything happen with her uranium monkey no no it was just another of it his was trophies. a one off joke it was a one off joke it she made did... the popcorn pop and irradiated everything in the refrigerator yeah she got a uranium monkey that the that Rip didn't want her bringing in the house, and she did, and nothing comes of it. And you're right. When Rip puts it in the fridge, it irradiates all the food. And I thought that was setting up something. But it set up nothing. But some video game humor? But nothing. No, because this game is over. (laughs) You know what it set up? It set up the, uh, it did set something up. It set up the funny part of the podcast where Rachel went, did anything happen with her uranium monkey? <laughs> I don't think it did. Wow. So, so is this worse than Cop Rock? I, think I it laughed was... more with Cop Rock. <laughs> That's a tough, tough I think call. that... Oh, I think we hoped for more with Cop Rock. Like, it was painful, but like we kept expecting... I think Cop Rock, we had a goal, which was Baby Merchant, which was episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel we have a goal with this TV show. It is only six episodes, so we yeah. could finish it. We are halfway through. We're halfway done. Wow. Thank God. Right. I'm going to say that this show is not as bad as Cop Rock. Why? Because it's shorter. <laughs> I was thinking the yeah. same thing. Uh, uh, it's over quicker. Uh, and honestly, that counts. And the for voice a lot. acting is good. Yeah, I mean Patrick Warburton. It's always fun to hear Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. Rachel Dratch yeah. was good. She's Alice. Yeah. You pointed out. Artie Lang does a great job of sounding like a fat slob with his voice. <laughs> oh God! Sorry. How about you? Cock uh, rock or this? The argument that this takes less time to get through is a good one. <laughs> but I did take a phone call in the middle. You took a phone call, and yet you have done a great job of making this sound like a real show. 
Mm. It's about what happens after the game after is over. After the game is over. That's deep. Mm. It's in the title. It's not that deep. It's Stop defending it. It's called Game Over. Stop so defending real. it. Alex, this might be a really great show. This must be better than Cop Rock. Uh, is this better than Cop Rock? It we, might be. We did get surprise music, and at least the music was diegetic. This is definitely better than Cop Rock. Yeah. Both, in my opinion, both for the fact that it is indeed over quicker, and it just gives you more stuff. Like yeah. in 20 minutes of this show, more things happen than in, in an four hour episodes of Cop Rock. Now, to be clear, most of those things are nonsense. They're unpleasant. They're not funny. They're fart jokes. They're racist humor. They're the lowest of lowbrow humor you can get on television. There were fart jokes. It's true. There was an entire scene that was fart jokes. Yep. They cut away from it and cut back and they were still farting. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they were in the food court of a mall. And they found out there's such a thing as too many corn dogs. But... Just based on the fact that it is A, A shorter, and B, just kind of blurs better. I think we also got a better idea of who each character was and their place in this world oh, than yeah. we did in four episodes of Cop Rock. Cop Rock had a sprawling cast. And this show at least concentrates on our five family well, no, members. No, I think we also get an idea of, of the neighbor. And what kind of neighbor he is, and what kind oh, of game yeah. he might, what kind of life he lives. What a busybody. In fairness, they're aiming for one dimensional characters in this show. Yes. <laughs> Just length. Yeah. However, <laughs> Coprock had no dimensional characters. They, no, they, were, they were going for depth and they had no dimension. So we're saying this is not the worst show. No, I, well, I'm I don't still know. with Coprock. What if the. Last, Last three, three episodes or worse. That was my follow-up question. This is the thought that keeps me up at night is how can we ever know when something is the worst? Well, I guess we we're just going to have to watch the rest of it. I'm okay with that. Oh, you've, All right. you've made your peace with that. I hear yeah. It. I respect that and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. It is, it is not yet game over for game over. Ooh. That's going to do it for this time. I'm Rachel Bieber. I'm Alex Humphrey. I'm Matt Murphy. I'm Tachi, the human IMDb. And if you enjoyed us riffing, uh, Alex, Tachi, and myself are on twitch.tv slash scabbyrooster most most Sundays. Except not these Sundays. (laughs) As the Demi Dozen. This really depends on when you listen to the podcast. (laughs) Like all things. We may be on this Sunday. You should check. Yeah. But you can always listen to the... Video cast or watch the video cast, right? Like that's true. It's something you can go back in time and listen to now, or watch later. Look, things have been recorded. It's not a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're there most Sundays uh, playing Scion Second Edition, a game of the gods and their children, where all the myths are true. Uh, so come and watch us weave new legends there. And until next time. Enjoy your media, no matter how crappy it is. Game over.